Welcome to the 5G Decretory Podcast, where we will explore the hottest topics in 5G with some of the industry's leading minds. We are back with another high-rising topic. We actually stay with the theme of drones, and that's why I'm very happy to announce the two speakers, one of, you, one of whom you have uh, recently seen on your screens already. So, joining me to speak about 5G drones is, again, Thomas Neubauer from uh, Teoko Corporation. Thomas, great to see you again. And joining him is Igars Benders, Technical Director of LMT. Gentlemen, we actually greatly continue the previous discussion, and as I said to Thomas, so many questions that were asked online could be probably involved in this discussion later on as well, because we partly stay on the same theme. And Thomas, I have to say, you did such a brilliant job keeping the previous discussion so structured that uh, you helped me a lot. And I would uh, be honored to trust you this mission, this time to moderate this discussion as well. But I will join you a little bit later with some more questions from the event platform. And meanwhile, before I give totally over the floor to you, let me ask a question to all of our participants and viewers online. And the question is, is 5G necessary for remote drone communication. So, a simple and clear but challenging question to all of you. Is 5G necessary for remote drone communication? What will be Thomas and Iger's answer? Let's see. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Thank you very much for the quick introduction. Well, we have 13 minutes left, so I'll straight go to the key points. Because in this discussion, where I would really like to welcome Iger Spenders, uh, Technical Director at uh, LMT in Latvia, uh, we would like to discuss where are we today? Uh, what is practical? What is technically possible, feasible, necessary? What is state of the art? What has already been tested and proven? Uh, as well as uh, how that all comes together with current standardization and uh, requirements. And with that, I would like to actually hand over to Igers from LMT. And for those not familiar with uh, uh, LMT is is known as a highly innovative pioneer in many fields and drones is actually one of them uh, where you, LMT has been conducting cross-border beyond visual line of sight rail inspections utilizing drones all the way to parcel delivery with cellular connected drones. Um, I guess probably you can give us a little bit more insight into your experience and learnings from those trials probably also to answer the question what is 5G necessary or can we do something on 4G? <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Thomas. And uh, hello to everyone. As you shortly introduced LMT, um, let me briefly introduce myself. So I joined LMT in 2013 and my responsibility covers network strategy, design, planning, delivery and operations. So pretty much everything what concerns the networks. Before LMT, I hold uh, several uh, senior roles in the management of network sales and rollouts over the past 15 years with achievements uh, including leading network, Nokia networks, account team in Ukraine, and uh, then managing Nokia Siemens network businesses and operations in Central Asia countries. And finally, with, I served as CTO of mobile network operator Ensel in, in Nepal. So I also did business and operational consultants in Russia, Singapore, Myanmar, and before joining LMT. 
Indeed, uh, Thomas, uh, drone business case has been in our radar for past several years. LMT has been early in the market with solar connected drones. And we believe not only in technical capabilities, but also in the business opportunities and technology will provide us in years to come. It is an opportunity and also the challenge to run value-added solutions on top of our network infrastructure, which serves as the platform enabling such services as drones. But we are not only enabling services, we are providing them. Uh, what we have done so far is uh, based um, on existing capabilities in 4G, 4G advanced network, and has been uh, mentioned before, for, that, for us, is, this is much more than connectivity. The two examples you mentioned are good testimonials. Um, our cross-border drone flight demonstration was based around the future case of a rail Baltica project, which is building a railway that connects all three Baltic states. We envision that uh, long-range drone flight will be used to monitor conditions on railway, and the cellular network will serve as a communication channel. In such scenario, be not only one, but two, or, or even some cases, uh, multiple communication providers involved to serve the customer needs. Our aim in the test cases was to yeah, validate uh, the possibility to change the cellular provider during the in-flight without significant disconnection time. We tested all common radio parameters and confirmed that Technologically, it is possible to run the seamless operations. However, there are certain challenges which we hope will be solved within the 5G network concept in today's network implementation. Seamless coverage everywhere, specifically close to country borders. And border zone is very complex environment <clears throat> from network integration, interconnect point of view, and close collaboration needed between MBNOs. Therefore, it is utmost important for us to participate and drive the standardization and harmonization of interfaces between MBNOs and MBNOs uh, with aviation ecosystem. You can, yeah, you can tell, probably tell more about this. Right. Well, thank you for for that, Igers. Um, uh, it's a very valid point. We we clearly see that in order to make the ecosystem as such work. Uh, the different stakeholders uh, may be the regulatory as well as the drone operators, but also the uh, uh, telecommunication companies. They have to exchange information seamlessly, automatically, um, uh, to actually make safety, safety critical connectivity work. Uh, one of the requirements in many cases is that you have to have a pilot in command. And when you're flying beyond visual line of sight, that pilot in command has to be connected remotely. Therefore, you can obviously only fly there with certain limitations where you can guarantee such a connectivity. This is why, as mentioned already before, uh, GSMA and Gutma have joined forces to define such interfaces between the mobile network operations and the uh, aviation systems and stakeholders. And uh, uh, there, I'm really grateful to be able to, to lead one of these uh, uh, work tasks that deals with that data exchange. And by that, 
enables mobile network operators to participate in the aviation industry business. And on the other hand, for the aviation side, make sure that um, the uh, safety critical connectivity, the information about where that exists can actually be called in, a, in an automated manner. In, in my day job, as I mentioned, we are doing practical implementations for that so that um, we help the, the mobile network operators to be able to exchange that information where such connectivity exists, make it available to UTM platforms, make it available to regulators and, and authorities uh, to provide uh, the additional data layer of the connectivity. Um, practically, this standardization also means that for any telecom operator, so for example, with LMT, uh, your customers and partners, all of them will be able to receive the same sort of information. So irrespectively, it's, it's a rail customer, it's a delivery customer, they all will have the same standardized information. And LMT is actually one of the foundation customers of ACGA. Why? How come, or why is this so important to LMT to be such a pioneer in that field? Yes, uh, we have been uh, in R&D for long and uh, lately doing test implementations. Uh, we have seen uh, during our test times how important it is not to just participate, but drive this forward. Let's say, take a lead. Just think about the cross-border flights we have done. We have to be able to provide the data in the same format, in the same methodology, in the same time and manner as in our neighboring countries to make it work. However, uh, I would like to add this, that the end-to-end -end nature of beyond vision line of sight drone operation is highly important so that we can scale these systems and this includes the interaction with the aviation authorities and the regulator. So far, we have proven uh, that the 4G uh, cellular system provides very reliable connectivity in lower airspace. With the 5G, a range of new capabilities will be added, such as uh, satellite independent positioning of the drones in airspace. Specifically, it is needed in areas where the mobile signal might be lost, ultra-reliable low-latency communication, even dedicated communication channel for the aviation users, so that the performance of the communication with the drones will not be influenced by other users. Cellular connectivity could be used not only for drone operations, but in some extent brought into aviation applications as well. As one example, could be a remote ID solution, which drones will use to report their location and identify themselves. That will solve part of the problem if all the other airspace users like general aviation are flying according to visual flight rules and don't have requirements to identify themselves, will not be seen by drone pilots. So, why not to use the same technology in the same airspace for the users to increase overall flight safety? That could also serve as a major enabler for beyond visual line of sight flights, with much easier, but at the same time, safer flight procedures without the need to close airspace in which the beyond visual line of sight drone flight will take place as it's today.
uh, demonstrating that end-to-end -end service will bring the added value for the safety case of cellular-connected drones is of highest interest to us. By the way, you are anyway in a use space project GOF 2.0, which is happening right now here in the Baltics. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the use space programs from the European Union, I think, is a clear distinguishing aspect of what we have in Europe and is very successful. Gulf 2, so the Gulf of Finland, the project number two, is one of the largest drone projects, uh, one of the largest drone integration and validation projects across Europe. And, and we feel and see that the world is watching us. We even had Forbes and other in the US uh, talking about it. Um, what we do there is really to demonstrate the different types of drones for different commercial missions. They can be managed together and coexist in an integrated airspace, meaning drones in combination with manned and uh, conventional aviation are all seamlessly working together and actually uh, have safe flight operation. Uh, the importance of the connectivity there is pretty obvious as, you know, without having a remote connectivity without a drone being able to identify itself or to communicate it, it may be seen as a non-cooperative drone. And that is probably really the last thing that you want to have in an airspace. So, and the cellular networks, the cellular networks are actually playing a key role in that. Um, and uh, uh, we, we're extremely excited to actually see that happening in this upcoming spring, also in Latvia, together with LMT, uh, enabling end-to-end -end, uh, drone missions. And I'm very much looking forward uh, uh, to see that happening and to work with you again, uh, uh, I guess. Certainly, yeah, we are also looking forward to that also working with the aviation authorities and ecosystem partners to define the future of cellular connected drones, specifically in the field of 5G. I admit it's not an easy task since mobile industry was pretty much self-sufficient so far by providing the data services. So yeah, the, the box is open. With 5G, the game has and will change. There are many more industries that will and starts to benefit from 5G. Certainly, it's a long way to go for others to exploit the possibilities, and we are just in the beginning of our road. 5G development itself is in the very beginning, as I mentioned, but the current 4G advanced networks can help with testing the concepts pretty much. Right. So coming back to the question and handing back to Ed uh, uh, for that, Currently, we are doing lots of tests successful with 4G operations on 4G. 5G is coming. And with that, I hand back to the questions uh, that may come from the audience from Edgar. Yes, and there is actually a question that was asked to Ingmars in the previous discussion. But I think uh, Igers is the perfect person to answer it as well. And I know that you partly did the answer, but still, I think to perfectly summarize this discussion, what are the upcoming challenges and opportunities with drones as a data, trans as a data transporter for LMT? So, to summarize it, what would you say, what are the upcoming challenges and opportunities? It's, um, yeah, it's a short question and, and a long answer, most probably we have discussed, we will discuss that in the future. Every network, MBNO network, is different. And what we have tested uh, in our environment in LMT, that the coverage is, is very good in uh, lower airspace. So we have tested different uh, 
uh, heights and uh, and uh, have a drone piloting the drone pretty long distances as well. So I have a kind of trial zones measuring the signal signal strengths in the data channel as well. Uh, there, there are certainly the things that we will need to improve, but it comes back to the to the concept of how we build the mobile networks. Whether we need a dedicated frequency for that, or at this point of time, certainly yes. Whether we need uh, slicing, certainly yes, in order to secure the the data quality and the time matter. Talking about the drones is really ultra reliable, low latency network. But still, now what is still missing, and what we are discussing in different forums, is the requirements. So, what kind of data channel it shall it shall be? What kind of signals? What kind of information will be um, sent uh, back and forth from the drone in order to manage the drone? In order to also receive the the usable information. So there are technical challenges, but there are also standardization issues that we'll need to bring it forward. Thank you, Igers, for your expertise and keep on flying high. And thank you, of course, Thomas, for your uh, very, very valuable insight. And I know that I will still see you online in the event platform. This is where I continue to see you as well, because please rate, please rate this session. But for the next one, we take a drone and we fly to Egypt.